0: Welcome back, folks, to the Get a Grip on Lighting podcast. On today's show, we have Jay Marshall Hunt from Energy Avenue. This guy's pretty cool, man. He's a new nail member. He's coming in hot. Um, and we did a great podcast. I was actually surprised. You know, a lot of people that request to be a guest on the show, it doesn't work out well for them, but it sure as heck worked out well for Jay. This is one of my favorite podcasts that I've done in a long time. I really enjoyed it. But for right now, what you need to know is you need to go to K-E-Y-S-T-O-N-E-T-E-C-H dot com, baby. That's Keystone Technologies, Greg.
1: That's right. And just real quick, Jay actually didn't request. I requested him to be on based on some LinkedIn videos. He does, so does a good job of that. Oh. Back right. to Keystone. LED products. They now have, you know, everything that they've got we've talked about over the last couple of years. Now they're getting into the the serious stuff here. The essential series. That's going to be your general purpose A lamps, decorative lamps, spotlights, PAR lamps, reflectors. Keystone is looking to be the full full house lighting house that has every option you need, and they're coming out with that. They have all the options you'd expect with the service, the quality to back it. So check out Keystone's Essential Series products.
0: Do it, man. Go to k e y s t o n e t e c h dot com. Baby, that's tech dot com, and of course the National Association of Innovative Lighting Distributors naild.org, baby. That's Nail.org. Check us out. Come to our convention, April 19th to 22nd in Biloxi, Mississippi. Just go to the website, Nail.org, and you'll find a little link. You can sign up right there. That's right. Go to Nail.org. Check it out right now. But for right now, we got Jay Marshall Hunt and Michael and Greg on the Get a Grip Unlining podcast. J, the letter J, um, and uh, he's Prince. <laughs> and I'm the former artist <laughs> formerly known as Prince. No. Uh, welcome to the uh Great Grip Online podcast, Jay.
2: Yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Big fan. Uh, really love what you guys are doing in the industry. Um and uh it's been a goal of mine all year to to get on an industry podcast. So really appreciate you guys uh helping me fulfill a goal of mine this year. So
1: For sure and and thank you for what you're doing i I love what you're doing on linkedin you're breaking down videos and it's uh, some of its lighting focus some of its business focus sales a lot of its sales which is the lifeblood of this industry and you're breaking it down with little video clips on what you guys do over at energy avenue so thank you for that yeah i really
2: appreciate it it's uh it's allowed us to reach our customer in a new way and um Taking our business online and and competing against a lot of the big guys like Amazon and Home Depots and stuff, we just had to come with it in a different angle um, to try to reach some of the contractors that that we do that we work best with.
0: So tell us a little bit about Energy Avenue. What do you guys do?
2: Um, so we predominantly, you know, focus on um, uh, LED lighting and retrofitters, mid-tier contractors. You know, guys who are throwing up wall packs, doing retrofits in warehouses, parking lots, stuff like that.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And do you have a warehouse? Is um, it all contract? Well, so, so I'll tell you a little bit about the story. So I come from my family's in wholesale distribution. Um, we have the uh, largest electrical wholesale distribution uh, company here in Las Vegas, which is Nedco Supply. We've been in business for about 37 years here and uh, locally here in Las Vegas. Um, helping distribute and build this town uh, for the last 37 years. And seven years ago, um, we wanted to take our business and take it online to grow it. And um, so that's really been the inception of Energy Avenue, was trying to grow our wholesale distribution on more of a national level and try to you know, bring the folks of what we do here locally really well
1: and try to bring it online. So Energy Avenue is a division of NETCO?
0: division
2: of Nedco, yeah absolutely
0: okay man is that little cartoon character you
2: that cartoon character is me so when i when i started (laughs) when i started the youtube when i when i started the youtube show when i started the youtube show i had my guy try to to build uh, an avatar of me right and it came back in this it came back in this like vest and everything else and i'm like oh my god i have that vest and we are going to put a logo on it and that is going to be my character on the youtube show so we have two little micro format shows one is what's new with jay and that's just bringing um the newest latest and greatest led technology to maybe somebody who doesn't have access like we do so that's just a little four to five minute segment just kind of showing them you know new stuff because we're always getting you know we're always getting new samples and stuff dropped off here so i just said hey let's do a show and let's just start putting ourselves out there and and uh, reaching our contractors in a cool. new way and we just saw a new one, which I think Greg saw on LinkedIn, which is EA hacks, and that's just kind of showing a contractor a new way to do something in a new way that maybe took them took them plenty of time and and man hours before, and now we can do it in a more efficient way because we both, both know that we all know that contractor their their most important asset is time. So I'm um, just trying to try to figure out and show them ways
0: to save time and money. I'm supposed to be the coolest guy in the lighting business, bro. What do you think you're trying to do here? <laughs> don't worry i'm not trying to take
2: that role you still are you know what i mean i love what you guys are doing and and when when i started doing the youtube show and started seeing what you guys were doing i was just like oh man this is awesome you know maybe we'll be able to get on and collaborate and do something and kind of grow you know this kind of niche business that's growing like bananas like wildfire
1: for sure do you guys only sell them to contractors or are you selling to anybody with lighting
2: uh we sell to a lot of homes And when I was first developing the site, um, you end up marketing in like a retail environment. So we had to become more sophisticated on how we were building our audiences and who we wanted to target uh, with our marketing. Um, So as we started to do that, um, we actually built in um, something on the checkout page. And there was about 15 industries that we cared about from like contractors, homeowners, museums. And we actually make people check that little box on what they are on time of checkout. And what it's a, what it's done, it's allowed us to segment our marketing so that we can hone in and we can talk to that specific either contractor or homeowner um, in a more marketable way. That's going to be advantageous for us, uh, which is to make sales and to create opportunities and stuff like that. You
0: know why? You know why you belong in nailed. Why is that? <sighs> because. Um... Like you see how like you're sharing best practices. You're not sharing trade secrets of what Energy Avenue does, like the things that really that you want to keep to yourself. But you're sharing best practices. Like I think that's an amazing idea, dude. I really do. Yeah, I really, I really appreciate
2: it. And actually, we'll we'll share our secrets because um, <laughs> most people won't do anything with them anyways. I mean, we both know good that, point, right? Yeah. We all know that. You yeah. know. Um, so I'll t- I'll tell you something that we're doing that's been really good for us that I've been working on all year, something creatively. And that's really creating like a one minute, minute and a half commercials on Facebook and then running them against targeted audiences. So what I've been able to do is the last couple of years is collect a segmented base of contractors who've been buying from us, let's say three thousand. I'll feed that list into Facebook and Facebook will go and find me got people that look just like this and who are more susceptible to filling out a lead page or buying. And then what I'll do is I'll create a video that's targeted specifically towards contractors asking them, hey, listen, so like a, a, a an offer we're running right now is any offer, any, any project you bring me over $3,500, any LED lighting specific project, we'll send you free samples to help you close that project, whether it's a warehouse project, a parking lot, um, because, you know, we're platinum partners with a lot of uh, vendors and we've created uh, partnerships with them where they'll send out a free sample and you know, we all know once a once a customer gets it up and they see the difference between old technology, new technology, they realize the savings and the rebates, it's usually a home run for us.
0: Yeah, it's not, so rocket, we'll surgery. It. It's not yeah. rocket surgery. It's not rocket surgery.
2: Yeah, we'll run those against an audience and then we'll run them into a lead page that has another video there kind of solidifying the offer. And then And then we build the sales process in with our sales team and they follow up with them and then they can kind of determine what's a good lead from a bad lead.
0: You know it's funny it's like when you when you when you start digging into the sophistication of Facebook and Instagram marketing it's really easy to see why that company makes a shit ton of money and why Mark yeah. Zuckerberg is the richest guy one of the richest guys in the world mm-hmm. like the, what you can mm-hmm. do it's- on is on Facebook is incredible dude it really is
2: yeah, and it's it's really for me came out of desperation, right? Because we were fighting against these big conglomerates with Google AdWords and we were fighting for ad space and stuff like this. And unless you have like a lot of capital millions of dollars to push ad space, you're just going to get pushed off the page. So with the ad dollars so cheap on Facebook and you're able to target and find your customers in a in a cheaper way, mm-hmm. um, it's allowed us to grow in ways that were unexpected for us that we were hoping to do. Um, so I feel like we're on to something new, at and least in our industry, are, right?
1: Sure. Yeah. No, that, that definitely is. You're going all across the country. Then you're not focused on the Las Vegas market. Well, because our
2: wholesale distribution here,
1: we have a brick and mortar here. They're already
2: focused on that, so you know we don't want to we don't want to butt heads or or compete. So um, we we go outside of territory, which in a lot of times is is hurtful for us because we'll get opportunities we can't qu- we can't quote because of you know, territorial territorial issues, right? Where, you know, something's a Lithonia and they're protecting somebody in another state. So we really try to focus on where we fit in at, which is, you know, mid-tier contractors that are doing retrofit projects where, you know, we don't need a lot of support, where we can pull stuff out of our stock because of our buying power.
0: You know what's funny about that? that the, so we often talk about the channel, Right? You understand what? Do you don't understand that term when I talk about manufacturer sells to distributor, distributor sells to contractors yeah. and the sales agents and all that sort of stuff? That idea of protection, you know, it's one of those things that I would love to see die. You know, the idea, like it's so count, it's so antithetical to uh, serving your customers. It's at the, it's, it's it, it drives a wedge between a distributor and his manufacturing partner. It's like, well, you can buy from me, but you can't sell this, even though that customer contacted you organically or that customer's already a customer of yours. You're not allowed to sell that project to them because we're protecting this person over here so they can maximize the profit and charge the customer more. There's something to me that's offensive to who we're serving in that. Yeah, you know what? It's not, it's not eating on the vine. It's sucking at the tit. You know what I mean? I, 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 yeah, wish, it, yeah. I wish it was a vine. You know, at least, you know, it's like, I, there's something to me offensive. There's something to me that is offensive in those, those business practices. And, um, if the customer found out that was happening to them, right. You know what I mean? If they found yep. out that, you know, if, if you're like an engineering company and you're serving, you know, an, an end user who's trying to renovate his building or he's trying to build a, a property and he's out there in the struggle and he's got all these expenses and he's trying to make it work. And the engineering company with a sales agency is on the side trying to maximize the price of some light fixture on them. I think that's disgusting to me, man. I'm sorry. Yeah, I just like. I totally agree. No, I do. I
2: totally agree. No, I totally agree. I totally agree. And because. A lot of times we'll have the established relationship with them. We're working we're working the job with him. Um, just because we're not there, then we just get totally blocked off from it, we're not able to quote it, and then our you know, our time's wasted. So a lot of times right now we're just having to pass on those and you know, politely tell our customers that it's just gonna get clogged up and either you move to something else where we can help you out, or you know, we'll have to no bid it.
0: And you know what? How many guys in the lighting industry, Greg? Do we meet that are just value engineering projects for people? It's like, that's a huge segment, you know, it's like, Oh, what what do you do? Oh, uh, I get a spec from uh, my customer who's a contractor or a builder or whatever. And I just value engineer it. So you're not winning when you're playing this game out there. You know, people that are listening to this and they want to call again, such a dick because he's always saying all this stuff about the industry. There's a reason why we do protection, man. We're working hard here. We're trying to protect the, the, you know, our, our thing. No, you're not dude. It's not That's not what's happening. You're trying to overcharge the client somehow for something by changing a letter in the code or some way that you know that this product is for this person and only that person. Charge fairly for your services. If you need a lighting designer or, you need, or you're an engineer, charge for your engineering. Charge for your services and let the market deliver the products to the customers. How's that?
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Sorry, I'm Absolutely. hot on that. Yeah. So are you guys, uh, you're specifying a lot of lighting retrofits or are you get it, waiting for your contractor to go to a place and say, this is what I need and come to you guys for that? No, so I mean, we have we have
2: our day-to-day stuff that's coming in just through AdWords, you know, like, you know, we'll sell a lot of uh, dimming solutions. We sell a lot of Lutron, right? Um, that's more of in the, your retail environment. Um, so we got our, our everyday stuff that we just get from the web. And then I got a whole sales team, you know, cultivating and working on customers as they come in because we get anywhere from five to 600 new customers a month. So wow. we got to be able to pilfer through that data and, and find out who our core customer is, or you end up wasting a lot of time or guys will send you on a rat race that never going to win a job anyways. Mm-hmm. Right? So that's where we've really had to get really good at our sales process and customers out how to maintain those relationships. So, um, with the Facebook ads and bringing them into a lead page and collecting survey data too. So once I bring them into a landing page, I'll go through about six or seven qualifying questions. Do You have a job right now. Is it a bid or a buy, you know, uh, do you own your business? Right. Um, so then once the salesperson gets that data, they're more, um, they're more, uh, excited about that lead than maybe just somebody coming over as Bob Smith. Right. Now they know that this guy's a contractor. He has a job. They know what the project info is and now it makes them excited to go after that lead. And that's kind of, that's kind of been our goal this year towards the end of the year after it's taken us 11 months to build this thing and to get fine tune it. But, no, um, no, that's, no, your your goal was to be a guest on the Get a Grip on Lighting podcast. That, you are, and, and listen, no, and listen, it was, it truly really was. It was, it was to be recognized for my marketing efforts. And one of the caveats was, is I couldn't reach out to anybody. So, Craig, really appreciate you guys. I invited on it, it. It was a goal of mine this year, and you know, because we're trying to like do something different in our industry, and you guys are too. And and I just really respect that. Awesome, man.
1: Thanks. I see your sign in the background. People that are listening, it says "Stay in your lane." What do you mean by that?
2: Okay, so this is our these are our core values. Uh, the L is love those around you. Always be grateful. Never stop growing. And enjoy what you do. Um, the core values have allowed us mm. to create a culture um, that is uh, pretty unique. And and what I mean by that is. Um, We fire, we hire, we promote, we demote all on based on these four core values. And so when you plop somebody into our organization, say a new hire or something like this, even if you walk them all the way through on what the expectations are of how our culture is, um, if somebody doesn't work in it, um, they stick out like a sore thumb. So it's allowed us to move on from people a lot quicker. It's allowed us to establish a really cool culture. You know, like we do a huddle up every day and before we start work and just get everybody excited, we usually go around the room and say what we're grateful for or we give a compliment or something. And it just allows people, even if they've come in with with garbage or bullshit from the night before and they're in a bad mood, it somehow just figures out a way to shake people up in the morning and get them in a good spirit and realize they're in a different environment and all that outside shit that they can just plug off and they can be in an environment that supports them. Uh, and it's just allowed us to have a really cool environment where people enjoy, you know, coming to work and they feel, you know, that it's an open environment. And um, yeah, because I always worked in shitty environments or, or I mean, not, not always, but environments where there was negative people and just sure. we deal with enough of that in our normal lives. We don't need that in a place where we're eight to 10 hours. So I just cut all that shit out. If, it, if you bring the negativity in, we either, you know, get it out or we talk about it or we figure it out. And it just doesn't have a place
0: here. You know, gratitude is really the ego killer, man. You know, when you yeah. when you if you, you know, people, you know, it's when someone's in their ego or someone's a narcissist or something like that, they 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 have a hard time with with gratitude. You can see it right away. It's like what are you thankful for, man? Oh, everything's, I'm responsible for all the good things in my life. Yeah, you're an egotistical narcissist, actually. You know what I mean? I I think that's (laughs) wonderful, dude. I think that those values are maybe the best I've ever heard in business. I'm not kidding you.
2: And and it's a double entendre. So it allows us to stay in our lane, stay Mm -hmm. on the things that we can control and focus on and not the things outside of our lane, like the person sitting next to us or Bob Smith who came in late. Don't worry about him. Focus on the controllables. And that's you.
1: Sure. Control what you can control. That's what I tell my football team all yeah. the time. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. That's great. I love it. Yeah. yeah. So how long have you how long have you guys been in the so the company's 37 years? Has it always been lighting? No netco is oh,
2: well, so electrical. We're, so we're electrical, right? Well, yeah, we're electrical hotel distribution. Hit. So um, yep. um my uh, my dad and my uncle, which my uncle is my dad's best friend, he's family, his father actually was a a, a light bulb salesman here in the sixties back when Vegas was just getting started. And nice. uh, so he used to work for Verter Ray, if you guys remember who Verter I was. I thought you were gonna and say Philip, he used to work I, for the mob. <laughs> uh, he might have, you never know, you know what I mean? He was old school Brooklyn, he came yeah. from Brooklyn. And uh, yeah, we've been in wholesale distribution. So we're working on like the Raiders stadium right now. Google's doing like a billion dollar data center. Um, the Venetians building, a Madison Square Garden's building a big huge arena here we're working on. so. We work with and facilitate all the electrical contractors here in the valley uh, we work with all the hotels and casinos and we do about about 85 to 90 percent of all the uh TVs on the strip as well and be- we just been doing that since the inception don't ask mm-hmm. me why because when uh Phillips had bought verteray we had bought the old billing from Phillips and Phillips owned Magnavox TVs and we were in Vegas and there was a lot of hotels here so it just kind of went together and we've just been doing it ever since so did you grow up in so, Vegas? Yeah, born and
0: raised. Born and so, raised. So I'm 38. 38? Um, yeah. You Married? Uh, yeah, married, four kids. Four kids, whoa. Two boys. Two, yeah,
2: two boys, two girls. Okay. You're an uh,
0: interesting guy. I, I I like you. I, I actually uh, think what it. you've created there is very, very, it's very positive. The energy is positive coming out of it. The values are beautiful. I went to your website and I was just uh, clicking around on it. And... So, did you go to university? Like how did you uh, tell me a little bit about nah, yourself? Yeah, man. Personally. I went through I went through a lot of really hard knocks type stuff,
2: you know? Um grew up real rough and um my my mom and parent my mom and dad got divorced when I was real young, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I predominantly lived with my mom and had a couple of stepdads. So, you know, life was life was rough growing up. So, didn't end up going to college. Um got in trouble as a youth and you know, I was always in negative environments growing up. So um, when I got older, I was, you know, I was a victim for a long time until I realized that, you know, nobody was going to help me with shit and that everybody else has problems too. You know what I mean? So I had to stop crying and start to figure it out for myself. So um, really this journey, the last seven years since I started to build energy Avenue. Um, that's what it's allowed me to do. And so, man, I read every day, I meditate and I just try to get into a grateful state. Um, I try to come with the focus of being a good husband, good father, a good leader around here for my team. And, um, And hopefully, you know, good things have been transpiring, you know, I'm on your show. I mean, gosh, I mean, I I can't get any better, you know, (laughs) you know,
0: I, I think I, one of the things that, so I do another podcast and, uh, just on try to meet the most interesting people I can. And, uh, um, the, uh, one of the things that I've learned that I think is super important that you've talked about many times since we started talking is gratitude is such an underrated emotional state. It's like there's like a mindset to gratitude that goes with it that you can invoke. You can invoke a mindset of gratitude, right? And when your life is dark and you feel like you're, you're in the wrong place or maybe you're, in, you're invoking that victim um, archetype in your body and you're, you're acting out the victim, the life of the victim, that you're dangerous, man. You're a dangerous person when you're like that, you know, and gratitude is the antidote to that if you can find a way to invoke gratitude and, and the fact that you're doing it for your people is such a wonderful thing, dude. I, I mean, I'm, I, uh, I haven't been as good, at, I, I learned this and I haven't been that great at sharing it or sort of um, sort of uh, getting that message out there. But if, you, if you're in a daily practice of meditation and you're invoking gratitude every day, no matter what happens, you're in a good place, man. That's awesome, dude. I really, I really appreciate you, dude. That's awesome.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and sometimes, you know, when you're trying to invoke it yourself, uh, it's, it's all about consistency. So if you can consistently try to do it. So with those morning huddles up, huddle ups, at first they were weird. And then now everybody kind of look forwards to them every day, you know, and, and, and it just something about it when it starts every day, it just does something and it just puts us into a good frame of mind. And like you said, it's totally a, a mindset type of thing. And hmm. it's not something that's easily done right away. Right. So some people maybe who are out there to practice the more, the more you practice it, it's just like anything else the more comfortable you get it's just like these podcasts it's just like me i was really nervous coming on today sure. cuz i you guys didn't let me prepare for anything i didn't know what you were going to talk to me about so i'm just now starting to feel comfortable with that and but you know i feel grateful for being on here today and you're right those si- simultaneously those feelings can't both be in your mind at, at one point you can't be angry or a victim or whatever and be grateful at the same time. Yeah, it pushes
0: time. it out. It, it eliminates your cognitive yeah. dissonance in a way. If you're confused about something, if you're upset about something, if your life is harsh or whatever, if you focus on what you're grateful for, your, your body language will change. Your tone and your voice will change. People will be more receptive to you. They'll want to hear what you're saying more. Um, you'll become more su- successful. I mean, it, it's, it, it's, a, it's such an important thing that... Um, that is underestimated, or not even maybe not even acknowledged in our society, in in a sense. Um, your meditative practice. Uh, you said you meditate every day. Tell me a little bit about that.
2: Um, usually, it's just a routine for me. So I'm a I'm a routine guy. So if I can get into a structure, I use the more success I usually have. And what I mean by that is being able to just kind of go from one thing to the next. I think when we start to get more responsibility and we have more and more things, you tend to like, Oh my God, where do I go? Where do I, you know, what do I work on next? Right. And some of the creative stuff uh, we're working on doesn't have an end in sight. Mm -hmm. So with my, with my schedule and a routine, it allows me to um, just get centered and get focused. So usually I'll come into the office early. I'll, I'll read for 30, 40 minutes. And then I'll hop into a gratitude exercise, or I'll go over my goals before I get into meditation, just to get refocused on what am I really after? What are the things that I really want to achieve in life? And just keep continuing to remind myself every single day. And then usually I just get into you know a meditative practice. And how I slip into meditation is usually I just start with gratitude, and then just visions of the things that I want to accomplish. And usually I get into like a ten or fifteen minute just kind of solemn, peaceful place, and. And I'm ready to go. Hmm. I'm ready to hit the team. We get into our huddle up, and then you know what I mean.
0: It's interesting about how yeah. you talked about as your business grows or you become more more. Uh, so I have a couple of projects that don't have an end date that I'm working on here, um, that require a, a immense amount of creativity, but also commitment. And sort of like every day we have to. There's no massive fix. Every day it has to be pushed forward and pushed forward. You know, like a little bit at a time and that sort of thing. And um, so. Uh, what I wanted to ask you, though, about that is uh, you're talking about learning to delegate in a way by setting up a routine that makes space for calming down, for getting into the right place, and then being able to, to give that to your people. And then from there, because they're in that same place or they're in a place where they're safe and not the safe place stuff, but they're in a place where they can thrive and where they're feeling gratitude, you're then able to trust them in a sense. Does that make sense what I'm saying? I'm kind of unreverse. Absolutely. No, absolutely.
2: No, absolutely. Because because the more we can delegate, and I call delegate and elevate, um, the more we can grow, the more we can scale our businesses. Because the less empowering you do for your people, uh, the less confident they're going to be when you give them projects or things that maybe seem out of their scope of work. So I always try to put my team in positions where hey, you want to come in on an interview with this person with me? Hey, how about you take this on this project on? I've been doing this for a while and just empowering people to do things and 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 then letting go and trusting them to be able to do it and giving them an environment to make mistakes in that are going to be okay. And then coming back and training them properly um, how to do things. And that's something that we've practiced very diligently for the past two years. I mean, I train every Wednesday. In fact, when I'm done here, we're going to go through objections. We're going to go through role playing. We're going to go through um, opportunities with my sales team. Um, and that's enabled me to take people who haven't been in this industry and then mold them into what I want to mold them into. Because I don't know if you guys deal with this, but a lot of people in our industry, I've been in one place for 18 years. So a lot of our people in this industry, they hop around and they start to gain reputations. and. I haven't been able to hire people because I've been trying to scale lately and I haven't been able to find good people. And if I have found people, it's been people who have been bounced around and I, you know, I just don't want another person who bounces around. So. um, So the training has allowed us to take maybe a person who isn't in the lighting industry and be able to um, get them up and running in a shorter amount of time. And not have to get people who, you know, get people who've been bounced around.
0: Your, your, you said that you had a rough upbringing and that you, you were in a, a bad place for a while. Um, so it's interesting, like, cause uh, I'm a pretty spiritual guy. Like people, um, I have, um, I don't know what that means really. I think, I think you know what I mean when I say that, as a, like a, yeah, yeah. You understand what I'm saying, right? I believe in,
2: absolutely, that, absolutely. that
0: you know, in a different in energy, exactly, in, in the flows of energy, in a sense, right. And Mm -hmm. uh, I know exactly what you mean by the floaters or the kind of industry. I I didn't use a bad word here, but it kind of, there's an element to it of like industry whores, like people that jump from one company to another. There's nothing wrong with making a move in your industry if it makes sense for you. But young, I have young people out there listening to this. If you think the grass is always greener, you're being very, very naive, you know, it's there's a two-way street here. It's like there's with the with the, the the message and I hate this term a lot, Jay, millennials. I don't like labeling people with a generational tag that tells them what they're like. I find that very offensive. If I was a millennial, I would be very offended by that actually. That this is how you are. It's like, "Oh god, man. I'm an individual." <laughs> uh, you know what yeah, I mean? Exactly. I have my own yeah. struggle. But, you know, if you're listening to this and you're buying into this idea that your workplace has to be delivering you something and that, yes it does, it has to be giving you a paycheck and yeah you have to be learning and you get caught up in this idea that you can by moving companies That And I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with going to work at Premier Lighting because Greg's a great boss. There's nothing wrong with working at it. And if you get an opportunity to work for Jay at Energy Avenue, you know, do it. I'm not saying that. There is great companies out there. But if you're constantly being tricked by recruiters or other people like this, that everything's going to be so much better when you get over here because you're going to get $10,000 more. And then that turns into a cycle for some people. And you look at their resumes and it's filled with nine months to year and a half stints at different places.
2: Yeah, I would just say, man, don't base your money, your your decisions based around money. I mean, for me, everything boils down for happiness for me and where I'm at individually, because um, if I'm good and I'm happy and I'm in a good, positive place, I mean, Mm. what does money really matter? Right. And I mean, you could be making a ton of money, but be miserable eight to 10 hours a day. And I mean, what's the trade off here? What are we what are we trading? You know? And for me, there's just there's just no amount of money you can put on being happy and, and being in a place to where you're feeling good and energy's good. And you can feel like a, a place where you can grow. Right. Um, not just professionally, but personally as well. And that's what we always say. Uh, we're this is a place where you can not only grow professionally, but per- we're going to push you personally as well. Um, we're going to keep you accountable. We're all going to be accountable for our emotions. Even the leaders will be accountable for the things that we bring to the table. Um and, um, you know, that's the place that I choose to, that we want to work in today, you know, in an environment that we want to work in and and we want to help people, um, develop personally too, if they're open for it, you know, with setting goals and, and uh, trying to achieve their best place. Everybody has an accountability partner here, just following in with them every month. Hey, what are you doing on your goals? We usually at the beginning of the year, we set one personal goal, one professional goal and one adventure. So, and we try to push people to go on, you know, trips and stuff, you know, and, enjoy yourself, enjoy life. You know, it's not all about work,
1: man.
0: Well, I'm coming to work for Jay in Las Vegas. Jay, you hiring? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but we're in between these lines. We're grinding, man. I don't want to yeah, get yeah. it twisted. Between I, I'm, I'm, I'm you not joking. I mean? I'm, yeah, yeah. No. yeah. 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 I'm just, yeah. Yeah. We, I'm just we work, hard. We yeah. For sure. Dan,
2: I really appreciate
0: it. I'm thankful that <laughs> you came on the show, man. I wasn't sure how this was going to go because after episode 100, uh, we had said that, we're going to be careful with um, you know, uh, the kind of guests we bring on the show and, and just making sure that they're, you know, they're, they're, they're true believers in this industry and that they're staked in it. We want those people on the show, the true believers. We want to be careful with the, the, um, looking for the, um, uh, the people that are looking to get a quick hit of publicity. We don't want them. You know what I mean? So I was a little bit yeah. nervous, but I want you to tell all my listeners about where they can find your videos and your website and all that stuff.
2: Hey, listen, uh, if you guys need any help, energyavenue.com. Um, my YouTube show is Watts New with J. That's a play on words. It's W A T T S. My Instagram handle is J Marshall Hunt. Be Stay tuned for looking out on stuff on there. Same with like, you know, Twitter and all that stuff J Marshall Hunt. And it's just the letter J J Marshall Hunt. And guys, like I said, I really appreciate it. I love what you're doing in the industry. Love your guys' dynamic. It works perfectly. And you're from Canada. My wife's from Canada. Uh, she's from Alberta. I go awesome. to Canada and stuff all the time. So love it up there.
0: Awesome. Uh, folks, If you're, and you're listening, we're grateful to you, the listeners. That's the most important part of this, and we're glad we're here to serve you. Uh, Jay, thanks for being a guest on the Get a Grip on podcast.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Jeff.
0: Keystone Technologies. Go to dot com. Baby, that's KeystoneTech.com. Light made easy to retrofit kings, Greggy.
1: All of their commercial-grade product that we've talked about over the years, fixtures, tubes, sign heroes, all that stuff they've got. Now they're going into the general purpose lighting. A-lamps, par lamps, R-lamps. Um, everything you can imagine, getting the covering the different Kelvin temperatures, sizes, wattages, lumens, everything you need, they're going to have, or they do have now. That's through their Essential series at Keystone, and you know that you'll get all the good service and the backing and the quality that goes along with it. So check them out.
0: Let's go to K E Y S T O N E T E C H dot com, baby. That's tech dot com. Light made easy, and of course the National Association of Innovative Lighting Distributors. Keystone's a proud member. Greggy's a proud member. I'm a proud member. And Jay Marshall Hunt's a proud member now, too. That's right. Energy Avenue coming in hot. Folks, uh, check us out. Go to our website, naald.org. Sign up for our convention in Biloxi, Mississippi, April 19th to 22nd. You know what? We did it. We're going to put it on, and it's going to be fun. That's right. It's going to be fun because it's with Get a Grip Online. He's going to be there. We're going to be live streaming. We're going to be... Learning about lighting, everything. And Greg, that was fun with Jay Marshall Hunt, man. He's Jay's a good guy.
1: Yeah, he is great. And I've mentioned before, but I see a lot of his LinkedIn videos, and he has a lot of cool, unique ideas that he's throwing out there as marketing and something worth checking out for sure.
0: Yeah, so check him out on LinkedIn. Friend him. He'll, he'll friend you back for sure. Lots of love coming out of Jay Marshall Hunt and Energy Avenue out of Las Vegas. Folks, without you, the listener, the light bulb dork that listens to this show, we love you guys, man. You're the best, and you gals. We love all you guys. Nothing but love coming from our hearts to you. We're very grateful. Thank you so much. Ciao for now.
1: Thanks, dorks.
0: (laughs) Written on the rectory wall There's a sign there for all You are lost The Lord is there to find you